Okay, today is part two in the series, The Kingdom of God, or The Kingdom of Heaven. I'm just going to do a brief recap. And we started in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, and Matthew 24, 14. And the scripture in Matthew 4, 23, Jesus said, it says that Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. And in 24.14 it says, And this gospel of the kingdom, this is what Jesus is saying, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom of God, that is what Jesus came to proclaim. The good news of the kingdom. And as he went about teaching and preaching, he was also demonstrating, imparting the knowledge of the things of the kingdom. He was speaking about it, teaching about it, and also demonstrating the power of the kingdom in healing people, and uh, sicknesses, diseases, driving out demons, and so forth. He was demonstrating the power of the kingdom. And he said, the end will not come until this, the good news of the kingdom of God is preaching all the world as a witness to all nations. That witness is very critical because it ties to what Jesus said in John 17 about the world will know that the Father sent him by the oneness of the body of, of, of the church, of the people of God. By their oneness, the world will know that the Father sent him. So the witness of the gospel of the kingdom, the witness of it, will testify of Christ. And it will be a witness to all the nations of who Jesus is, of who Jesus declared he, he, he is. So this has to be the manifestation of what the things Jesus did and what he declared. That will have to bear witness. And that is only going to happen through the body of Christ, who is us. Okay, so we define what the basic frame of a kingdom was. And as I said, the Greek word of the kingdom was basilia, basilia, which refers to rule, a realm, or a royal domain. I love the royal domain because in, in the word of God it talks about us, the, the children of God, being a, a kingdom of priests and kings. My God, that's a royal domain. So we are, the kingdom that we are part of is royalty. Royalty. Isn't that wonderful? We should all have a nice big smile on our face. You know? Amen. So the kingdom of heaven is patriarchal, as I said. And it is referring to that because there's a personal entity regarded as a father or founder. And we always refer to, you know, Jesus always referred to the heavenly father as his father because that is true. He came from him. So that's his, the, his father. And also, that is our Father. That is our Father. So, as I said, it's patriarchal. And it refers to the Heavenly Father. And He's the creator of all things seen and unseen. He's a living God. The I Am, Elohim. The everlasting Father. There is no beginning to Him. There is no end to Him. We know that the Kingdom of God is not a democracy. We know that. And if you didn't know, I'm telling you now. It's not a democracy. 
Right? We don't get to set the laws. We don't get to make the rules and change the laws and change the rules. This is dictated by the Heavenly Father, by the, by the Founder. We just got to get in line. If you don't like it, that's too bad. That's just the way it is. Alright. So, <clears throat> we also know that the kingdom is spiritual. And the laws and rules are determined by the king. And you know, you can find that in Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, 16. But this is a spiritual kingdom. And Jesus spoke about that. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. Because if it was so, my servants would come and fight for me. So our king is eternal. Who is Jesus? There is no end to, to him. He was, he was born to be king. And it was declared so by the angel to his mother. And Jesus was not afraid to say who he was. Why? Because that's what the father told him. The father clearly laid out to him who he was. So he is only saying what the father told him. Alright? So, he shall be the son of the highest. And, he, and when he was born, that's who he was. And he, of course, inherited the throne of his, of the, his father David. And it's not, as you know, it's not the physical throne. We know it's a spiritual throne. And this goes back to the promise God made with Abraham. Through all the nations of the world, of the earth will be blessed through the seed of Abraham. Everything with God is spirit. Not in the natural is just a manifestation of what God has already established in this in the spirit realm. So the kingdom of God is not a particular church denomination or Christianity collectively. You know. Christianity is a term that's used loosely. But not all who claim to be Christians are actually children of God. That's just a term we use. Okay? But the kingdom of God is not, a deno- is not any particular denomination. So if, if anybody come and tell you, our church, we are the only ones who are the rightful members of the kingdom of God. You, you just gotta, just don't get in an argument with them. It's a waste of time. So we know that the kingdom of God is not of this world. It's not of this age. It's not from here, because Jesus said so. It's not a kingdom made with hands, because man had nothing to do with it. Anything man has to do with, you know God has nothing to do with that. God don't get the glory when man has his hands and stuff. As, as, you know, as we said earlier, as, as we talk about being on faith street, and we talk about God's timing. When God steps in to do things on his timing, the glory goes to God. Because man has nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. When Jesus was, was, when the angel came to proclaim Jesus, that was God's timing. In do, it says what? At the fullest of God time, God sent his son. That was God's timing. When Jesus has to lay down his life, that was God's timing. When we got born again, that was God's timing. We had an appointment. With, with, with Jesus. That was God's timing. Okay. When we were born into this earth. That was God's timing. That wasn't an accident. We weren't born here by accident. It was God's timing. <laughs> Amen. 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 Some people say. Oh I wish I was born back in the. No. You weren't supposed to be back there. Because you couldn't handle back then. <laughs> people think that. It, oh it would be nice if we could be back in the. No you, you, you couldn't handle it back then. You can handle it. So, it's amazing the things people say sometimes. Anyhow. So, let's pick up from today. Uh, 
In the simplest terms, the kingdom of God is the rule of God. I, I love that. The kingdom of God is the rule of God. It can be said that wherever the Lord Jesus Christ reigns, there you have the kingdom of God. So where is the, where is the Lord Jesus Christ reigning right now? Right. Not in this building. Not in this house. You guys brought, it, brought the kingdom here with you. You brought Jesus with you. And wherever he is, that's where the kingdom is. Oh, glory. Isn't that exciting? Oh my God. You don't have to get a lock and key to protect, it, to protect the, the, the kingdom. Because wherever you go, you take it with you. Isn't that great? So wherever you go, wherever you go, wherever you are, you take the kingdom with you because that's where the rule of God is. The rule of God is in our hearts. Okay? And God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And therefore his kingdom exists in the spiritual realm. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. And we can only enter by faith. You can only enter this kingdom by faith. Glory to God. So it's not exclusive. Anyone can come in. Can enter. But you got to come in through the king. It's not exclusive. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be good looking. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be black, white. It don't matter. Anyone can enter. However, there is a way you enter. You can't just come in any old way. You got to come in through the door. Exclusive. And if you go back and you, you read when Jesus says, I am the door. So it's exclusive. Alright, so anyone can enter, but you have to do it God's way. And you only enter by faith. And the beauty about this, God writes the laws of his kingdom on our hearts. As was prophesied by the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31. And how this gets written on our heart? By the Spirit. By the Spirit. You see, their teachers, preachers, they declare the word. They impart it. But it's the Holy Spirit is the one who is te will teach you. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> everybody can hear. But not everybody will be taught. Do you understand? We hear a lot of things. But how many of us, when it's imparted, we actually understand and can apply it and get the understanding? So many hear. But how many are really taught? But it's the Holy Spirit that does the teaching. Why? Because Jesus said, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. And the Bible also talks about Jesus. He says, in Him are all the mysteries of God. The wisdom of God is in Christ. But how are you going to understand the mysteries? By the Spirit. Because we are members of this kingdom by the Spirit which is in us. So we are being taught spirit to spirit, fellowship, koinonia. Our spirit fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Oh my God, isn't that wonderful? Seriously. <laughs> so you have irony, you have whatever, peace, joy. I mean, what we have, the value, the beauty of what God has given us through Christ. When you really take the time and you just... Take a step back and you start thinking about what God has done. You got a smile on your face. 
There is, because there's a witness in your spirit that you are loved. That you are valuable and you are precious to God. And it's not, that's just not lip service. I'm saying it to you. But you have to have that witness in yourself. And that understanding. Because I, can't, I can only tell you. But you have to experience that. And once you get a taste of... Is it when you talk about taste and see that the Lord is good? Oh my God. When you get a taste... It's like, you can't go back. Because if you turn from God, you really never got a taste of who He really is. Do you understand what I'm saying? But when you feel His love and you experience that, it's like, oh my, it's like nothing, you, it's like nothing you've ever experienced in this, in this whole earth. Nothing like it. Whatever you think is the best experience you've had on this earth, the experience of God supersedes that. And I'm not saying that to sound religious. I'm not saying it to, to try and pump anything up. I'm just saying it because that's how it is. It is the truth. So, hey, what can I say? It is what it is. So God is Spirit. And He writes the laws in our hearts by the Spirit. And when, you, when he starts doing that, and you start seeing how much he, he loves you, and how much he cares for you, you don't want to do nothing to step out of his will. You don't have to, nobody has to tell you not to do this and not to do that. Because it's, the law is already written in your heart. Glory to God. You don't need a, a book of laws and rules to tell you what to do, because you know. When you have koinonia with the Spirit, you already know. You already know innately by the Spirit. What you should and shouldn't be doing. Amen? Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. The rule and reign of God within the hearts of men. When I say men, I include everyone. Okay? Is the reality of the kingdom of God on earth. Through the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit, we can experience the reign of God in our daily lives. As we walk by faith. A manifestation of a life in Christ. And a manifestation of the eternal in time. Our life in Christ is a manifestation of the eternal in time. Time and space. Forget the physical body. And if you could just put yourself out of, you know. It's a reality of the eternal in time. Because everything is spirit. It is the spirit of God who reveals the ways of God. To the children of God. The Bible says that it is the spirit who searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. It's only the spirit of God knows the deep things of God. But if you want to, as I said before, if you want to know God, if you want to, 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 to know the things of God, it's the only person who can show you that and teach you that is the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit, Holy Spirit knows. He's one with God. Amen? Amen. Alright, so we're just going to start today on some, a few biblical truths to help us understand what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is both a present day reality and a future certainty. What is all that about? Well, many times, let's go to Mark chapter 14, verse 25. And after that, we'll go to Matthew 12, 28. Let me know when you're at Mark, at Mark 14, 25, please. You there? 
Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Hmm. So he's saying, until that day. So until means that that's something to come. Right? Until I drink it new. Until I drink it new in the kingdom of God. So he's telling them about something that after he had the last supper, he said, I won't drink of this fruit of the vine until. So that means that is to come. And if you go to Matthew Matthew 12, 28. Now this is Jesus talking to some of the religious people. Are you there? He said, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So he's talking about, in the previous scripture, about until. So that's something to come. And then he's telling them here, that the kingdom of God has come upon you. So he's saying it's here, but then he's saying, until, in the future. So what he was saying, he was demonstrating, when he was casting out demons, that the kingdom was already here. But the kingdom was among them. He was the carrier of the seed, the birth of the kingdom. But the kingdom was among them. It was among the disciples. But the kingdom actually came in when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. And subsequently, everyone who come in Christ comes through that same birth by the Holy Spirit. So when you get born again, the kingdom becomes comes in in the person of the spirit. You you are a carrier of the of the kingdom. In John fourteen seventeen, it talks about it, the kingdom being uh, this, the kingdom of the being in us. Uh, we could we can turn there. Let's just just go to John fourteen seventeen real quick. And I I mentioned it, but I wanted to show it to you. So Jesus was speaking here and he says about the helper. He said the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. He said the world cannot receive the spirit of truth because it neither sees because it, the world neither sees him nor knows him. He said but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's the Holy Spirit. So at, at Pentecost this is what happened. The spirit of truth came and he started he, and when he came he was dwelling in in them. And we now as I said are also fellow partakers of that same spirit when we come in Christ. And we enter in by faith. When we say yes to Jesus, when we give our hearts to Jesus, when we acknowledge who he is, we get born again and that's all by faith. All by faith. A second thing, principle we could, we talk about, want to talk, I want to talk about is the kingdom of God is opposite to our human reasoning. So this is where everything gets crazy. This is how it differentiates the children of the kingdom from the people of the world. Now the things of the world are, make sense to the people of the world. However, when you're a child, when you're a child of God, now your thinking has to change because you're no longer in the, the world system, not supposed to be no longer, you're in the world, but you're not of it. Your thinking has to change. 
So when you get out, pulled out from the world and go into the kingdom, you're still thinking like the, like the world. But your mind has to be renewed. Your mind, your thinking has to change. So what you used to believe no longer applies. So there's a conflict in what you used to, in what you, what you used to believe to what the, what the Word of God is telling you. So that's why I say it's, it's opposed to the human reasoning. And repeatedly through Scripture, we find that God's truths and ways contradict human reasoning. For example, let's go to Matthew 5.44. Turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. I'm just going to read that one verse. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Just a contradiction to human reasoning. Are you there? Okay, so it says here, Jesus is saying, But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That goes against the world's thinking. But if you understand that scripture, the Holy Spirit will make known to you what that means. Because that, what Jesus is saying, is the, is my, is, is the love of God. And we now, who are pulled out from darkness, from the world, into the kingdom of God. Now we have to switch our thinking. Because when we are in the world, people who hate us, we cut them off. They're dead to me. I got nothing to do with you. You don't talk to them. You come at me, I'm coming back at you. You hurt me, I hurt you. That's the way of the world. What Jesus is saying is contrary to what even the Jewish people back then. Because the law is saying, didn't say love your enemies. An eye for an eye. So he's saying, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That is not the way of the world. But if you understand the love of God, because it says why we were yet sinners, that means we hated God, we didn't want anything to do with God. He said Christ died for us. So God loved us, so in spite of our contrariness to Him, because we are enemies to God, He allowed His Son to lay down His life so that we now can come before the Father, Father God, by faith in Christ. So that we can now have koinonia, koinonia with God. Irene with God. Now we become friends with God. We are no longer enemies but we are friends. And we are not even friends only. We are restored to sonship. Glory to God. And we are given an inheritance. So when Jesus is saying. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. It's for us to act the way our father acts. Showing compassion and mercy to people who don't like us. But that's what he did to us. And anyone who says they came out of the womb loving God, they're lying. Because we didn't come out of the womb loving God. And everyone here has a different story of how they came to Christ. So it says, so it says here, that goes against human reasoning. But we can't, we, we are, we, the Bible says in Romans chapter, chapter 2, 12-2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove. We have to prove something. What do we have to prove? We have to prove and sh- by, the, by, the, by our lifestyle the witness of the kingdom. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? 
So we, so we have to change our thinking to prove something. What? To manifest the kingdom. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen? Amen. Amen. You've got to prove something. So those statements and many others reveal that God's thoughts are not our thoughts and His ways are not our ways. You know, you read this and people say, oh, you're weak. People walk all over you. You're a sucker. You're this, you're that. No. They are thinking temporal. God is thinking eternal, spirit. God is thinking the long term, not the, not the temporary. Because your, they say this flesh has got to go. Nothing, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And people don't understand what you sow, you reap. So when people take advantage of you, if you do the same, you're going to reap. They're going to reap what they're sowing and you are now going to reap what you're sowing. So if you sow love, you're going to reap love. You understand? There are spiritual principles at work. And if we don't understand the heart of God and why... Because God is telling us to do things to protect us so that we can walk in the light. And as we walk by faith, you see, when you walk in His ways, He is obligated to keep us. Obligated. When you want to do your own thing and do your own way, you know, you're on your own. So these truths, as I said, can only be understood as our minds are renewed by the Holy Spirit. Through the washing of the water of the God's Word. This washing and renewing is critical. Since, especially since the world has con- constantly bombarded us with secular humanism and humanistic thinking and philosophies. But that's okay. It's okay. Let them, you know, it will be what it is because that's the, the Lord, Je- Jesus already told us what's going to happen. The iniquity has to be full before he comes back to judge. So, it's going to be what it is. We can pray how much we want for the things to change. It ain't going to change. Because he said, this world is going to come to, has to come to an end. It has to come to its conclusion. And this heaven and earth will be done away with. It has to be done away with. Because there's something better coming. We've got to put off this body. And put on the new one. But the, and the, the heavens will look different. The earth will look different. Everything will be so different. What we see here, we think, oh, it's so gorgeous. You know, sometimes you stand and you look at the panorama of, you know, as you stand on a mountain range, I, I see pictures, you see the beauty of the, mount, of the mountain range and, and the water. It looks so gorgeous. But if you really get down in the weeds, there is death and destruction going on. Everything is eating everything in there to survive. But, the, but that beauty, we think it's so gorgeous. When Jesus talked about Solomon and all his glory, talking about the, the lilies of the field, he said it looks so glorious, but he said in a moment, that will all be done away with. So all this is, is got to go. Creation is corrupt. It's corrupted. When man, when Adam fell, everything got corrupted. So we have to ask by faith for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And you know what is true? The Bible says if a man lacks wisdom, all he has to do is ask. But truly, when you receive it by faith, the Holy Spirit really gives you wisdom and understanding. He really does it. Really. And the worst thing you could say about yourself, I'm stupid. 
I, I don't I can't understand stuff, I can't remember stuff. No. The Holy Spirit will give you what you need, when you need it. The knowledge of Christ is so that we might know with certainty, certainty through the illumination of our understanding, the power of the kingdom that God invested in us through Christ. Understanding that our understanding that, that we get by the Spirit, it supersedes secular humanistic philosophies. Because it's wisdom from God. It's not, it doesn't come from man. There's a clarity of the kingdom that comes with this wisdom and understanding from heaven. It only happens by the Spirit as we consistently fellowship with the Spirit and meditate on the Word of God. Did you hear that? It has to, you have to consistently fellowship with the Spirit and meditate on the Word. And the Holy Spirit gives you the wisdom. So there's a clarity of the kingdom as, 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 as who you are as a citizen, as who you are as a child of God. Of what God has done for you. And what God will do for you. And what God is doing in you. When things are going good or things are going contrary. There is a peace that you have. Of who you are as a citizen of the kingdom. That no matter what is going through. You are okay. God is going to keep you by his power. Do you understand what I'm saying? The clarity of seeing things that happen in your life. You know that God is with you. He'll never leave you and forsake you. I mean, that's a scripture that's quoted. But when you actually... The clarity that you get from the Spirit, you actually know that that is going to happen. You know it. There is no ambiguity. You are fully persuaded about what that scripture says about you. That's, that's, a, that's different than... You know, it's just not quoting... Is a wisdom and an understanding that comes that gives you clarity of who you are as a child of the kingdom. That's why we all go have a smile on our face. So it don't matter what people say. People want to persecute you. They want to come against you. They want to despitefully use you. Because you understand that you don't know who you're messing with. You're messing with a child of God. You mess it with that air. So if you don't straighten up and act right, you see. But the thing is, we have power. Our we're, our we have power as children of God. That's why we have to bless people and not curse, because what we say is going to have an effect on them. But also, we're going to reap it too. So we have to be careful how we use our words, because you see, God can't speak idle words, because when God says something. It accomplishes what he says. It's going to accomplish. So we in him have the same authority. So we have to be careful what we say. That's why we got to bless people. Because Christ died to give them an opportunity to have coin in the air with the Father. So we have to be careful what we say to people. We have to be careful what we do. Our motives. Because we are not mere men. And women, we are children of the kingdom of God. We have power, and our words have power. What we do has power. Because we have heaven backing us up. Amen. I'm glad you have a smile. That is true. That is the truth. So, the kingdom of God is here in us who believe in Christ. Wherever we go, we take the kingdom with us.
The kingdom is also being established with the preaching of the gospel and its culmination with the, with the return of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We who are in the kingdom must renew our mind by the word of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, as I said before. As we yield to him, we are consistently being changed into the image of Christ. We are consistently being changed in the image of Christ as we yield to the Holy Spirit. As we yield to the Word of God. Because truly, our thoughts and our ways become more and more like Christ as we yield to the Spirit. We begin to understand who we are and our benefits as citizens of the kingdom. So anyhow, we're going to pick this up next week. And we'll talk more about the, uh, the kingdom of God. So, I hope you receive something today.